Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to our sit down with icon Tony Basil, singer, choreographer, dancer, actress. Tony's done it all. If you haven't heard part one of our sit down, listen to that first. We talk about her early beginnings in the music industry, working with David Bowie, working with Tina Turner. We talk about Madonna, Paula Abdul. We talk about so much. You can listen to this part without listening to that, but wouldn't it make more sense? It was two weeks ago today that we first sat down with Tony. And here is a continuation. We talk about Michael Jackson. We talk about the music industry as a whole, of course. Hey, Mickey. We talk shopping A to Z. We talk all about the 80s. What follows is our part two chat with Miss Tony Basil. Wow. And I know you're the one that came up with the Oh Mickey, You're So Fine. So I put the chant on that on a song called Kitty. Mm -hmm. So where did that like, where does that inspiration come from? Well, I was a cheerleader all my life. I was always a cheerleader. And in cheerleading, you know, there's all the social dances and a lot of staging halftime entertainments and doing things like that. So when I started to have a, create an album to write, I wanted to write something. Do you remember there were songs that this woman, Shirley Ellis did called the name game, mm. uh, the, the, the banana man, be by bump, bump. Yeah. And she just kind of rattled off like a chant. Name the name game. She ran rattled names off. Um, and I I I always knew that in the basketball courts, when we were stomping and clapping, that it was infectious. And I thought, ooh, there's a record here. And I I worked with the Devo people, I worked with Allie Willis, who wrote with Earth, Wind and Fire. Nothing happened. Nothing, nothing happened. We couldn't kind of make a song out of it. But um, then I thought, you know, I'll put a chant on a song. So that's how that happened. You know, as I said, things develop. This doesn't work out. You work on that. You know, things blossom. They blossom. Now, the record company, which was an English record company, and the songwriters, which are Australian and English, had no idea American cheerleaders. They said, she's what? She's putting it, you know, it it didn't make any sense because they'd never, they weren't familiar with American cheerleaders. Uh, And they couldn't look us up, couldn't look them up on YouTube because there was no YouTube yet. So um, anyway, but but I forced my hand. And is that... 
what happened? Like they just were like, what the hell is this? No one's going to be yeah. interested in Oh, yeah, I said, well, we'll, we'll, we'll record it and we'll put it on the track and see. They didn't take it off the album. And when I did my BBC specials, uh, within six weeks, it was that song that became a hit. Not the song that they thought was going to be a hit. That happens a lot of times. The record company will think, oh, the A side is one song. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's a different song on the album. What did they think was going to be the first hit? A song called Nobody. So a song called Nobody, I did, which has a fabulous video. Um, you can see, you know, you, all these stories, all the work with Tina, Bette, Bowie, the videos, they're all on my YouTube channel called Tony Basil's House. I think I have about 100 videos on that channel. And so everything we're talking about, even, you know, my, my, my mom's uh, sisters and brothers on Ed Sullivan. You can go see it on my YouTube channel. And, you know, I made a new um, master of Mickey and a new master of Shopping A to Z. And they're on live streaming. You can tell the difference because it, mine is called Hey Mickey, but it sounds exactly the same. And so does Shopping A to Z. And they're gonna, up on live streaming. I'm going to have to go watch those. And, and they fit like a glove into my iconic videos. Well, that's I was going to bring up the videos. You know, this was 1982, just right when MTV was getting its moment. You know, I did those videos before MTV. I did those videos as promotion for the record in the UK. They were promotional. And that was 81. Then I I did at the end of 81, the BBC saw my all my videos. And they asked me to do a special. How they asked this American girl that no one ever heard of to do a special. But anyway, I didn't turn it down. And I was co-director of that special. I, I edited it offline in my hotel room. They brought in the equipment. Wow. Yes. Uh, and within six weeks of that show airing, Shabadoo was in it. Spaz Attack was in it. Um, you can see that Mickey. Actually, it was a different Mickey. It was a Mickey with Shabadoo and Spaz and a punk band. It wasn't with the cheerleaders. Uh, so that's how the UK saw Mickey. And it was a hit without the cheerleaders. But then when MTV happened in 82, by then I had an American deal. And I had videos for MTV. So they were all done before MTV. I mean, it was an amazing song. I'm not taking that away from anything. Like, do you think the videos and MTV helped? You know, it was that age. Oh, well, certainly. I don't, I, I also don't think anybody had seen real cheerleaders on a video. You know, I think what they had seen on TV and on shows were jazz dancers and um, street dancers, like the lockers, but they yeah. hadn't really seen cheerleaders presented in that way, you know, within a song. I've never seen it before that, so... I can't and that really anyway. so much sense. I mean, uh, cheerleaders have been used, um, but, you know, you, 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 you hear that song, you, you do, in America, you do think of me with the cheerleaders, no doubt. You do. Mm-hmm. And the song goes to number one in 1982 on Billboard and knocks off our, you know, this man named Lionel Richie, so that's got to be a big deal. 
it was it's all a shock everything but you you got to realize you're flying by the seat of your pants so you go oh my god really okay but wait a minute i got to rehearse for something else you you really don't i don't go out and get drunk and celebrate you know i i kind of as i said i love to rehearse i move on keep keep developing i get it i'm the same way like creatively mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. i know when like a big moment happens but i don't really like to celebrate and it's okay. I'm more about the work too. Like it's great. And yeah, then I'm that's just... a celebration. Collaborating with your friends. What? I need to go out to a club when I'm sitting and collaborating with David Bowie or Bette Midler? Really? I don't think so. Yes. Unless it's with Bette Midler and David Bowie, then I would go. Well, there are a few pictures of us out and about, but you know, it's, uh, it's really when we finish. It's really after it's, it's all in the can, so to speak. You know. what about you know because that was such to me a time in music like you know paula came a little later but this was like cindy lauper madonna mm -hmm. jody wally mm -hmm. like who were your music friends your buddies like devo. Did you... devo devo and david byrne and brian eno that's that's kind of who i hung out with that were my musical inspirations and my musical friends. And of course, Bowie. And Bowie introduced me to Iggy Pop. It, it was actually Iggy and I that went to see Devo for the first time in a club called the Starwood in LA. So, you know, and we're out there looking for inspiration because David Bowie and Iggy said, God, we had, we received a lot of cassettes. You know, it was cassettes at the time. Yeah. Um, of people who want us to produce them. And we only saw one cassette. We only heard one cassette. And it's this group called Devo, and they're going to be at the Starwood. Let's go see them. So Iggy and I went. What about like a Madonna? Like, are you shocked at like where she is? I mean, like, she's huge. Like, she became so big. I'm not in the sense that she gave them everything she gave them beauty talent ideas uh very groundbreaking hardworking, always always thinking outside the box i'm not i'm not i'm not surprised at any of those women i mean look at j-lo look at look at they just they keep they keep reinventing themselves i mean i almost don't like that because they're still themselves, but they're they're not reinventing. They're they're moving forward. They're they're adding on to what they've already done. You know, they because they, they never stop creating. I've seen J Lo in Vegas, and I don't even understand how one human being can do what she does on a stage. Like she's just yeah. un unbelievable. Yeah, but it's the stamina of that dancer. That dancer. Madonna, too. She's a dancer. Beyonce, she's a dancer. There's some stamina there. There's a stamina in, in, in being a dancer that enables you to do that type of thing. I mean, Michael is a dancer. There, there are... Chris, Chris Brown is a dancer. Um, there, are, there are... Usher. You know, there are... There are we, don't, we don't talk about the men. We talk about the women, uh, but there are there are those guys out there. I mean, certainly Michael. There was nothing nothing like him. And oh my God, 
Prince. The best. And, you know, they were really musicians, you know, writing songs. I mean, certainly Prince. So. Prince is beyond a freaking genius. I was just listening to Prince today out of nowhere. Like, just unbelievable. Yeah, outside the box, creating. Really. Mm-hmm. Nothing like him. I, all of these people we're talking about, they don't imitate each other. There's nothing like them. They're all one of a kind, one of a kind, one of a kind. What about like this new crop? Like, are you into the new music? Like, I don't even know, like Taylor Swift, Dua Lupa, Ariana Grande. Like, is there, are you into it? And is there anyone you would love to get your hands on and work with men included? Um, all of them, you know, really. I, I, and I've got to admit, and I, I listen to all their music, especially uh, um, when, I yeah, tell you what I like to do. I like to read the New York Times, see what's happening in music and dance and the Rolling Stone. And then I start going on YouTube and listening to their music because I don't casually listen to music. I don't, around the house, the news is on every TV set that I have. I'm a news junkie. So I do news. I do um, uh, the late night talk shows because I'm very nocturnal. I don't listen to music casually because if I listen to music, I go to work. I start to work. I either choreograph it in my head or I think of this or that. It's too much. So I don't, I don't, I don't just, you know, listen, listen to music for fun. Interesting. Like you just, you can't help but turn on that side of your brain. I can't help it. I can't help it. So I, so, uh, and it's exhausting. And I'm really, really, really interested in the news. I'm interested in international news. Uh, You know, I have so many, the street dance community is so international from Asia through Europe I have so many friends that are such brilliant dancers internationally. And I'm interested in what's happening in their cities and their governments. Uh, I'm interested in their lives. So, yeah, I, I, I feel because I'm so nocturnal, I also talk to half of them at five in the morning if I'm up. I mean, I have a girlfriend that we talk all the time. She lives in Paris and we, we talk all the time. At you know, like my three in the morning is her, 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 her evening. No, vice versa. And with yeah. Asia, I can do that with uh, South Korea. I have a big conversations with international dancers in the middle of the night. Well, that works well being up all night, I guess. I'm the yeah, exact. Because I, I can't am... you in the middle of the night. Are you up? Well, so you're LA. I am the exact opposite of you. I probably wake up when you're going to bed. I like to, if I, if in an ideal world, I would wake up at 4 a.m., but it's more like I wake up at 5 a.m., 6 sometimes. Yeah. I go to the gym the first thing. I'm like, I like to be up before the sun and be like, I just did the following things and no one's even up yet. And the early bird gets the worm. That's just like how my mind thinks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was talking two nights in a row, one in the morning to a UK, um, a, a UK show that wants to use my song. So, you know, I can do business in Europe at that time because I'm up late. I get up late. I'm up late and I get up late. I mean, if you called me, I'd pick up, but. In- 
you do have my number. <laughs> and um, I will you. Yeah, so you can call me anytime, Tony. What about, do you still have the cheerleading sweater that you wore, that you've had since high school that you wore in the- I do. I, it's in the closet with the skirt. Well, I also told you that one of my personal favorites is shopping A to Z. I, I'm, I'm, I, I love doing shopping A to Z. I mean, I'm a self-respecting gay man, and that's when I realized that you were a gay icon when I heard that song. I'm like, what gay man does not in sync with this song right now? <laughs> Shopping from A to Z. It's a fabulous video. It is really, really a fabulous, and a lot of fabulous dancers are in it. A lot of fabulous street dancers are in it. Fred Berry, rerun for what, from what's happening. Um, Poppin' Pete is in it. Uh, both songwriters who, who wrote the song with me, Allie Willis and Bruce Roberts are in it. Oh, Bruce Roberts' mother and father are in it. Um, you know, families are in it. Um, gosh, it, Spaz Attack is in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. What about, I know that like in 2017, they used Mickey South Park they used it unauthorized and you had to pursue. I mean, like, does stuff like that happen a lot? Um, Cause it's such yeah, a well-known we, song. Yeah. I mean, we, if, if the statute of limitations has not passed, we're, we're, we're able to do something about it. But you know, if somebody, people assume I know when it's being used, that's not the case. If it's being used in some Japanese game that I don't know. It, it, it's over and out, you know? So, um, yeah, there's, there's been, there's been situations where, uh, we've, we've been able to catch it and other situations where no. Just cause it's so catchy. It's just one of those things. Yeah. Easily yeah. usable. Yeah. It's become an anthem. That's for sure. It has. What about, you know, you've also done some acting, like we discussed, Easy Rider, Five Easy Pieces. Mother Jugs and Speed, um, Rockula, Slaughterhouse Rock. Greasers, directed by Robert Downey oh, Jr. Palace, yeah, Greasers Palace. What about because you were on at least one episode of Laverne and Shirley? Yes. What's Penny Marshall like? Oh, they're fabulous. She loves to dance. You know those girls. She loved to dance. She, I think she really wanted to be a Broadway star, quite frankly. So any, any chance she could, you know, they did something musical. So I think it was an episode where she was auditioning or I was auditioning. We were trying to audition for something. I can't remember, but it was something to do with West Side Story. What about the whole social media aspect of the business now? Just in, it, it's singer actor dancer like has that really i mean are you shocked some days like how much the business all the businesses have changed yeah i am i'm really glad i have friends that can help me with it because it's a bit much i didn't grow up with a computer i mean yeah i think i actually thought you know i wonder if social media is going to leave me behind and then all of a sudden i started to have viral videos where somebody would post, look at her dancing, and she's in her 70s. 
And I remember I was I'm very, very nocturnal. I think I was in a market rolling around with a shopping cart, shopping A to Z. And my girlfriend called me and said, oh my God, Tony, that video that they put up about you, it's going to go viral. It's going to be a million. In, and it, was, it had only been put up a week before or something like that. And I thought, well, wow. And first I thought, oh my God, it says my age and my dancing. And then I realized, holy smoke, my age and my dancing has paid off. It's finally come full circle, you know? And I've had, I've had other videos, viral videos since then. My girlfriend, Christina Benedetti, she did, um, she did a piece of, of her own choreography. And then she had myself and a, a, show, a gentleman named Showtime, who's a fab, fabulous dancer, do some improvising within the structure of, of her piece. And that section went viral. Actually, that was on Inside Edition, I mean, so oh, all wow. of a sudden you put my age next to the dancing. And for some reason, people don't think it matches. They're shocked. But quite frankly, I have this studio. And if you don't stop, God only knows I'm not dancing on point. I'm not spinning down to my knees. I'm not leaping in the air. I'm finding other ways to dance my street style. But I continue to dance. And, and because I continue to dance, I'm still dancing. It's when you stop and then you try to start again. I think that was, I think that was a lot for Michael. I think that had a lot to do with Michael's demise. He had stopped for six years and all of a sudden they talked him into doing a tour. And he's trying to sing and dance and rehearse in a small amount of time. It was killing him and it did kill him. That's just my opinion. because. It, that's that's so 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 difficult if you stay on top of it if you stay on top of it you can continue it's when you stop you know michael jordan can't jump in and he can play basketball he can do hoops but he can't you know i mean the stamina of trying to get back into the game oh my god and you you just you just have to to continue and i continue because when i judged these international street dance battles the main judges have to do uh what they call a judges demo to prove they're worthy of judging so that makes I'm, sense and, I'm, and my judges demos are on my youtube channel also and you think but like changed my dancing has changed radically over the years it changes it changes when i get information i add that information to my dance yet as i get older there's certain things i can't do so i replace them with something else so my dancing has changed you became a social media star by accident yeah by just uh by by um babson a very famous famous French house dancer who just passed away recently. He, he was an incredible choreographer. It was a big loss at a very young age. He's the one that um, I went to his workshop when he was here from Paris. And um, it was a two hour workshop. Uh, and at the end of the workshop, um, he said, I've admired this person in class and I'm looking around to see who's in class. And he said, Tony Basil's here. And I thought, oh my God. And he said, would you dance for us? 
And my girlfriend, Christina Benedetti, who had set up the workshop, she looked at me with a look on her face that said, you better dance, bitch. Because she knew I was thinking, oh, can I do this? And, and I danced. They threw some music on, and he posted it. And that was the first viral video. Wow. So you never know when things are going to come along. And social media picked up on it. So they didn't leave me behind. They didn't. They, they kind of dragged me along kicking and screaming. And you think that's really was the end of Michael because he took the six years off and then they were just. I think it's, I think it had to have been so exhausting and so physically taxing. And, you know, he's, he's got to have his hand in it. He's got to be creating it. He's got to be making decisions. He's got to be rehearsing all day. He's got to be dancing like he danced and he's got to be singing like he's singing. I mean, the amount of energy that it must have taken and you go home at night and you can't even walk because you're so stiff and sore and hoarse and you can't sleep and what does he do to sleep you know something that none of us would do to sleep but uh you know he started to figure out a way to sleep wow that's pretty dramatic to have to go to sleep that way so, yes, I do feel as though it was a lot. It's a lot for anybody to put on a show like that. No less to live up to being Michael Jackson. And we still, and we have to be Michael Jackson. That's what I was going to say. Like, What's I, the, the weight of the world? Holy, holy moly, you know? Yeah. See, you can fake singing. You can have some some singing, you know, in 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 that's that you're lip syncing to. If you're too tired, you can kind of balance that out if you need to in in a show. But dancing, you got to dance. You got to dance. You can't fake that. Well, to I that imagine, I can't imagine the physical pain. Well, to that point, I mean, if he never then went back on tour, was I don't know if he was pushed into this, if it was a record, like, or, but I mean, he might be here. Well, I think people, you know, working with him thought it would be a good idea. I mean, he goes on tour, he can make millions, millions. That's, 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 that's a hard little carrot to dangle in front of you. Hey, you can make billions, maybe, you know? I mean, we're not talking about just doing a couple of club dates and making some pocket change. We're talking about a very big, big, big money, money load coming in. So, yeah, it's a hard thing to turn down. And, you know, he was talked into it. And I'm sure he wanted to do it, but I I don't think he really realized until he started what it was really going to be like. And then it's too late to pull out. That's what I think. I mean, I, I really don't know the underpinnings of, it, of any of this. It's just something that we all watched unfold. I mean, I remember I was choreographing TV Land Awards and Michael was auditioning for his tour. Well, there was no way I could rehearse that day because every single dancer I had, if I wouldn't have let them go to rehearse, they would have left. <laughs> would have just gone, we'll be back, you know? So I just didn't have rehearsal that day because every single dancer 
uh, that I had working for me wanted to be on that tour. And a lot of them got that tour. So, yeah, it was a, it's, it was a big, big deal. Similar, I think, I mean, different situation, but similar, you know, just because you go down this road now, I think of Prince. I mean. Well, yeah, but we didn't know that Prince was his, that whatever reason he was, you know, taking drugs to enhance his performance or whatever. I mean, I don't think anybody, well, nobody knows anything about those private lives, you know, um, except maybe a few people surrounding them. And it's hard when I can understand you have this icon, same thing with Elvis, you know, you have your, your, your boss is this iconic hero and talent and intellect that he, the intellect got him, no matter what kind of manager they got there themselves. So it's very hard to tell this caliber of, of intellect and star, you're doing the wrong thing. And it's, it's hard when all these people have made the right decisions throughout their career to convince them they're making a wrong decision. And so, and there you go. Yeah. We're, we're really talking when you talk about Elvis, when you talk about Prince, when you talk about Michael, there are those underpinnings, you know, of. Yeah. And when there's a lot of money all, on the line. They all, they all died performing. They all were either in rehearsal, in the show, recording. They weren't, James Brown was on my friend um, uh, that was a, a, she was one of the dancers Mari Carey, what's her name? Um, I've forgotten her name. She's going to kill me. She danced with him the last seven years of his performing. She said that they were never off tour and that they were rehearsing to go on tour and they ended up at his funeral. They were rehearsing to go on his tour. They don't, these people don't stop. They don't stop. They died dan- dancing. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, they were all into pre-production, in-production, something, you know? Mm -hmm. What about, because you said now, you're making me think of things here today, Tony. You said, which I agree with, like you can fake the singing, which is true. We all have, you know, this one's lip syncing, that one's lip syncing, which I don't really have a problem with, but you can't really fake the dancing. Like, so I go to a lot of live shows. Like I look at someone, like I've seen Britney Spears a bunch of times, we'll put the singing aside for a minute, but I'm not picking on her. She is catching up. Like she's behind each dancing level. It's obvious. And it's not me. Other people have said this. I've seen it with my own eyes. Like, do you ever look at, like, I don't know if you've ever seen Britney live or dance. I I have never seen Britney live. I haven't. I haven't. Jamie King choreographs her and directs her shows. Wait, I have another question. Is there something that interferes with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? For me, listen, I love being the host of the Behind the Velvet Rope podcast, but bringing you guys five shows a week, tracking down the top Bravo celebrities to bring you new creative content every day, that causes me stress. It causes me anxiety. I'm not even going to get into the lack of sleep or lack 
of a relationship. So I needed somewhere to turn. And for me, I turned to BetterHelp. I love BetterHelp because it's professional counseling right from the comfort of your own home. What they do is they match you with a licensed therapist who's a professional that fits your needs and the things that you want to talk about. So you may not have the same issues as I do. They also deal with LGBTQIA issues, anger, grief, trauma. If you are having relationship issues, if you're in a relationship, good for you. I'm not. They really deal with everything and everything you share is confidential. So I cannot stress how much because of this job that I love so much, it has caused me some issues and BetterHelp really is a lifesaver. Right now, if you guys also want to start living a happier life, as a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash velvetrope. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash velvetrope betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash velvet rope. And as a listener, you guys get 10% off your first month. Try it. I promise you, you are going to feel so much better once you talk to one of their licensed professional counselors. And listen, so many people have been using BetterHelp. They're actually recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. DM me. Let me know how it goes. This has been a lifesaver for me. I haven't. And that's what I was going to say. Like, do you ever see someone and you're just like, I need to get my hands on this person and help? Mm, No. I mean, they'll reach out to me if they need help. You know, um, you can't, you don't knock on, you don't knock on somebody's door and say, you need help and you need me. (laughs) I don't think, I can't imagine doing that. You know? I mean, some people do, but I get it. I get it. What about if you, I mean, it's a tough business, right? It's a tough business. Yeah, it takes, it takes a lot. Everybody thinks it's a party. Everybody thinks it's glamour. And now, you know, with TikTok and instant, you know, people that, you know, are, do these little videos and TikTok and things that become millionaires, I understand how they can think that it's easy street, but not not if you're doing a tour, not if you're a singer, dancer, you know, the TikToks are what? 10 seconds? Yeah. Five minutes, three minutes, two minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't know. I don't know how that's going to last. Like I get it. You're gone and it came easy, but how is that? I think it's, fooling a lot of people to think that this is it and you have a career. Yeah, well, people you don't. Want to, yeah, what do they call them? Um, oh, influencers? Just, yeah, I mean, the kids, the kids, what do you want to be when you grow up? I want to be an influencer. What? I want to be an influencer. Or, you know, um, uh, well, how did you learn how to dance? Oh, on YouTube. I mean, I must admit, I used to play a little bit. I studied, I studied percussion and um, it was before, and I played in little salsa bands. I, I left the street dance community and I, I was deeply invested into the salsa community for like a good, I don't know, five years. Um, 
And to understand the music and the dancing, I started studying percussion. You can even see my conga drums, my everything behind me. And recently, during this lockdown, I thought, you know, maybe I'll get the guido out. And start to play while I have nothing to do here other than dragging myself in here and I dance every day. And all of a sudden I realized I can, I can, there's these great musicians that are teaching class on YouTube. So I am, of course, I look at people that say, oh, they're learning to dance on YouTube and go, really? And of course I am back on YouTube learning to play these instruments. But yeah, YouTube, you know, they, you can, can really, really learn a lot of stuff, nothing like one-on-one. I mean, you can learn to play Guido through YouTube a little bit, but you got to play with a band, a live band. I mean, you just, you have to. But yeah, there's kids that just want to be an influencer. I, I guess, you know, they, they just, um, I don't know what that's going to become. I don't know what that means. I agree. I don't know how that's, I don't know how it's sustainable. And the more influencers there are it's even less sustainable and the more they're fed the more you know somebody that's just got you know a huge billion following that advertisers throw money at i mean how can they turn it down you know all of a sudden they're doing some little thing and all of a sudden they see they have a you know and then the advertisers start to throw money at them and they're not going to turn that down you know and the parents are going to the parents first go, what are you doing? And then all of a sudden they're paying their parents rent. The parents go, "Mm, maybe this is a good idea. You know, they're like, stay up in that bedroom and keep dancing. Keep, keep, keep jumping up and down on that bed. What about because you have done it all dance, choreograph, act, sing. Is there some part of this business that like you feel you haven't touched upon that? I mean, you're now, like you said, you became a, viral YouTube sensation by default? Like, what haven't you done? And is there something you want to do still? I don't know, because you don't know what, 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 what newfangled thing's going to come up. I mean, when I started out, I certainly didn't know about videos. But in the 60s, I was making uh, little films with uh, an, an eight millimeter camera that I didn't know would eventually move me into 10 years from there to do videos. So um, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what's going to happen out there. I mean, maybe, maybe um, we can make a hologram of me and all my dance stuff and what I look like, and I can start re-recording um, and put together this avatar of me in, in the future of all what I've done, but turn it into something else. I mean, I, it, I you know, it's like the, yeah. the, the people that, that, that um, those child stars in the movies that, that they, who knew to make a contract when you were making a movie contract in the forties and in the fifties, that their movies were going to be shown on television and they should be paid for it, but it wasn't in their contract. You don't know what's coming. You don't know what's coming. Same thing with TV. And it's it's never over. No, it's never over. What about your BFF, Beth? Is she, Beth, 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 is she as good at social media as you? Um, 
I don't think I'm good at social media. I have ideas and I try to post what I do, but my friends help me post. And Bet, you know, tweets up a storm. Um, and she's invested in in social media, but we have help, you know, we have technical help because otherwise you are sitting at the computer all day long. I mean, that can happen if I don't have help and I never get in here to dance and I really need to dance and I actually need to sing every day too, which is something I don't do enough of because every now and then I'm asked to do Mickey, you know, it's some, it's something for something. And I can't throw that, I can't sing and dance Mickey in in a day's notice if I haven't been singing and dancing, you know, plus can can I squeeze into that outfit? (laughs) You know, that's another thing, you know, what am I going to wear? And you literally go into this dance studio that you're in every day. Every day. Sometimes people join me. Sometimes um, I might see somebody on video. We might FaceTime. Or sometimes I drag myself in here with no ideas and uh, I start to dance. And sometimes I end up dancing 15 minutes and I walk out. And sometimes, you know what I've done? Sometimes I trick myself. My latest trick, my latest trick is I, I, I turn on the computer to the Soul Train line. Oh. All the YouTube Soul Train lines. And I warm up with all my friends on Soul Train. And I start to dance. And it gets me somewhere. It, 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 it warms me up and it, it inspires me. Then I might go on Instagram and look at what my friends Firelock or um, Hurricane or Locking Con, what did they just put up? You know, what song did they use? I look for inspiration to keep myself moving, you know, and to keep myself invested. I really, you know, uh, I have a great friend, Henry Link, who's one of the greatest improvisational hip hop dancers ever. And I said, oh, Link, I want to improvise like you. I want to hear the music like you. And he looked at me and he said, dance your history. And it was like, he gave me permission. I went, maybe I could put some petite allegro into my James Brown step. And I started to do little little James Brown steps and little frappes in it. And I found footwork. And, you know, it all comes full circle. And so I just look for inspiration everywhere I can. And um, with social media, with YouTube, with Instagram, it, it, it really, it really does, does, does give that to you something that we never had in in the early days before YouTube. I mean, James Brown and Tina Turner both say they do the camel walk. They do the camel walk so damn different from each other. And that's because they didn't have YouTube to find out really what was going on in the ether about the camel walk. They just heard the name, you know, or so now you 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 have a a connection. You really see what's out there. I think um discovering um beautiful Asian, Korean, uh, traditional dancing with, with umbrellas. I, I saw that in 2008. I, I did a whole number for Bet for Caesar's Palace uh, for her, um, Do You Want to Dance with Umbrellas. Yeah. The inspiration. It was great. Did you see that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was from an inspiration, and that was from YouTube. 
that might not have happened. I would have never seen it. Is being Bette Midler's friend as fun as I have imagined it in my mind? Well, well, yeah. I mean, it can be. I mean, as I said, what's fun is when we do shows and she gets so many damn standing ovations that we are in rehearsal the next day at sound check trying to figure out what other song can she do for her third standing ovation. That's when it's fun. I mean, I'm telling you, we were on tour in the UK. She had so many standing ovations. We had to go back into rehearsal at soundcheck and, and find songs to do. What's the funnest thing you guys do as friends other than shop? Oh, shop? What's more fun than shop? Well. Nothing. Well, no, her, her husband can cook up a storm. Her husband can cook up a storm. Yeah. Well, that, there's nothing wrong with that. No, you know, and she owes me big time because I introduced her to her husband. Well, that, she owes you then. There you go. Well, she's threatened me to it. She's also threatened me with it, too. You should, I mean, you should be the maid of, you should have been the maid of honor at the wedding. They ran off to Vegas. I think, I think the fake Elvis might have married them. Somehow that makes sense for Bette Midler. <laughs> what is your favorite Bette Midler movie? We have um, Beaches. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's a hard one. Because uh, I didn't choreograph Beaches, but I love it. I loved it. I was choreographing something else. I think I was with Bowie or something. Um, the Rose, Beaches, Ruthless People. The Rose, because I choreographed it. She was nominated for everything. Um, it was an extraordinary experience. We were both young. Um, maybe it just, it has to be The Rose. Maybe, maybe it does. Yeah. Now... As a friend, like you don't choreograph the movie and you go and see it, what happens if you don't like a particular Bette Midler movie? You're her friend. Do you tell her or do you just keep that? Well, I mean, I I guess I could, but I I don't think I've ever seen anything where I went, what am I going to say? No, you don't. You don't. You don't. You know, I remember vi- visiting uh, uh, her and Lily on the set when they did The Twins. What was the movie that they did that was uh, double... When they played twins, or, or they, Beth played a twin and, 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 and Lily played a twin. So it's not Hocus Pocus, no. Ruthless People, Not Down and Out in Beverly Hills. No, I love that. Big Business, First Wives Club, and none of those. I mean, look at them all. Listen, look, she doesn't look, make bad decisions. Look at that body of work you just rattled off, and we can't even think of the name of the film she did with Lily. Yeah, I can't think of it. Which is not like me. Isn't it hard though? Like there's, I mean, between you and her, two gay icons, you guys must get, I mean, does Bet just get chased down the street by a bunch of gays? I mean, she can't go anywhere. It must be hard to go out to dinner with her. No, I mean, you know, it's not, exa- it's not like that. I mean, it's more like that when we shop and, they re- and the people that, that are working behind the counter recognize her. That's, that's it's more like that. You see that they start to, they get very, they get very excited. And if they see the two of you coming, they might say like "kaching." They don't recognize me. No, they don't recognize me at all. Not at all. I, I'm like they cannot look past Beth to even see me. Now, if we're on tour or I go back to the same shop the next day or something like that, they go, "Weren't you with? Oh, aren't you? You know what I mean? It's like I'm, I'm a second thought." 
I'm a second thought next to Bette Midler. Thank you very much. And that, you're, that's okay. Oh my God. Are you kidding? It's all so much fun. Oh. I've made it out to be fun in my head. I'm picturing the two of you at dinner and I'm making that out to be very fun. Yes. Very fun. Very fun. What about shows? Because you were part of So You Think You Can Dance. You were a guest judge. You've guested on it, which is a great show. Mm-hmm. Like, do you think, like, do you like shows like that? Do you think that they've run their course? You know, like if I go down, I mean, like. I am, you look- I am always glad to see shows that have dancers on them. That dancers are working. I'm happy. I'm happy. Whether it's Dancing with the Stars or the Mass Dancer or the Mass Singer or, da- or So You Think You Can Dance, anything. Dancers are being hired. They are working and I am happy. I'm happy. How much fun? I mean, I assume, would you be interested in Mass Singer or Mass Dancer? I love judging because I don't have to worry about the shoes I put on or what the floor is going to be too slippery if I have to dance. I love sitting there and judging. I love sitting there and talking about dance. I love it. I love it. But Paula gets all those jobs. She does. She does. She does. And she does a great job. You know, she's back on American Idol now. She's she's back on everything. She's unstoppable. And, uh, And she is obsessive. She works, works, works. And she delivers. Mm -hmm. She does get those shots. I mean, I agree. It's like another thing. You're like, of course, Paul is on this. Uh Mm -hmm. What advice would you give your just starting out self who started in dance and now has accomplished all this? Well, I, I, to anybody, I, I would say be, be eclectic, get all the knowledge you can because you just don't know what's going to show up and have something in your back pocket. You know, if you're a dancer, you go to every damn class you can. You learn every style because you go to these auditions where hundreds of people are at and you've got to stand out. You've got to be able to pick up the combo like that. You've got to be charismatic. And then you've got to say, I got something else for you. You got to have something in your back pocket. And, uh, for me, I think my longevity is easily that I'm eclectic. I'm eclectic in dance, and I'm just eclectic in the business. I, I came into the business with years and years of every weekend standing on the side of the stage, watching people like, like a Judy Garland or, or, or a Nat King Cole perform. Or you know what I mean? I yeah. Mean, that's like that's that that ten years in Chicago and the four years in Las Vegas. That's like you know going to Juilliard for four for four years five times over. I, I, you know. Yeah. You can't buy that kind of information. No. What about if someone were to play you in a movie and they were going to make the Tony, Tony Basil movie, uh-huh. any actresses, I mean, doesn't have, there's different stages of your career we could cover in different ages, but like. The different stages, different styles of dance. So um, I don't know when, you know, when I choreograph for myself, like uh, I did three pieces, four pieces of, uh, well, two I was in. Um, as a choreographer for something that I'm in, like for a television show, I, I get a dance in. And if I'm doing ballet, 
and street, I get two dancers. I get a ballet person and a street person. Because it's, it's, now you can find people that can do both. But early on, the places that taught dance and ballet, they kind of looked down at street. Now, those places, they make most of their money with street. I mean, years and years yeah. ago, Broadway dance had traditional dance and never had street as part of their curriculum. Now, it's a big part of their curriculum. So, so I don't know. I don't know that answer at this point. Fair enough. And is there something, you know, because you've done it all, is there something that people recognize you from the most? Or is it, you know, when you're not with Bet and you're walking down the street? It's Mickey. There's no doubt about it. It's definitely that song. And I'm really glad that that song encompasses not just the song, but it, it encompasses me performing in a video. And yeah. me performing a video that I, that I, I, I created and edited and, and choreographed. And I mean, it's, those videos are me. And so they, they recognize, you know, I mean, video was great for me just great because I was able to do what I saw Mitzi Gaynor and Sid Charisse do in those iconic American musicals, which was sing, dance, perform, create, you know, they're like little mini American movie, you know, like numbers from a, from, from a musical. Um, Quentin Tarantino, if I may drop his name again, he loves the number that I did with Davy Jones in the monkeys film called head which is also on, on my channel. And it's very, it's very futuristic because we used a lot of editing tricks that they didn't in the American musicals. But the, 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 the root of the song, because Davy was a great performer, you know, Davy Jones from the yeah. movie. You know, he won a Tony as a child, as Oliver in the Broadway show, Oliver. So he comes from that background. And I, I just, I think videos were 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 really a gift for me that I was able to show all, all of my talent. I mean, I could see that. And it's like putting it all together in one. Yeah. I mean, you like have all these skills, which not everyone has. Most people don't. I would just think video. I mean, that's why in a way, even though you were doing these videos before, I would think like MTV, it just was like a great synergy of it all for you. No, it was, I was ready. I, I, I was armed and dangerous, you know? I wasn't rushing and, and trying to do videos for MTV. I had like seven. I had seven wow. in the can ready, you know? You were ahead of your time. Yeah. What is, as we wrap up, two things. What is next for you? What are your plans next? I, I, you know what I'd really like to do? And it's, the, it's, it's, I just like to rerun those damn webinars I did. I did this five-part series of every Sunday I did the songs and dance crazes of the 60s. And I had guests like Bruce Valance and Donna McKechnie and one of the original iCats. I did a salute to Soul to a salute to Tina Turner to James Brown. And I taught on Zoom, but I also showed if I was doing the pony, I showed me doing the pony in 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 a film. You know, so it was kind of and I would like to just rerun those. I'd like to show those, which, which I haven't had time to really put up again on Zoom. That I'd like to do. Now, because I was doing those webinars, 
and I would really get into those songs of the 60s, I started to think, whoa, I'd be doing a show about the 60s. I'd be singing um, uh, Little Eva's songs. I'd be doing covers. I'd be doing covers of all those 60s hits. Um, oh, my God. I, love- I like that. Yeah, I'd be doing that. I'd be doing that. I could show my videos. I would have, I could have a great little band. Um, I would, you know, if I, if I would have the backing and the money, I could have dancers, but I would, I would love to be singing, do the duck. I would love to be singing, do the duck. I'd be loved, love to be singing the locomotion like little Eva. I would be, I, I would just love to be doing all those songs. I, cause I, my voice is good for those songs. It's and may, and maybe at the end for the encore, you could do Mickey in like a 60s arrangement. Yeah. Yeah. I could. I can I see could. this. I, and, I can see and, this. And dancing 60s is a cinch. So, so that is something I could dance a whole show is the 60s style. I couldn't do what I did. Um, like uh, there's, a, there's a number I did on uh, called Street Beat which is my favorite live number. And I'm singing live and I'm dancing my ass off. And I don't think I could do that for two hours, but I could definitely do, um, I could definitely do the pony for a couple of hours. Well, maybe when the world is fully open, even though it's kind of open, you, we will see you. Yeah, the mini no, tour. That, is, that is something I could do. But you know, I'm always taken in some other direction, some other direction. You know, who knows? That, that's who knows? good. Someone will call me. Who knows? Maybe Madonna will call. Maybe Madonna will call. Yeah. Anything else you want that I did not cover? I like to give people a I chance just, at the end. I, I just can't imagine you were you were nice enough to mention Shopping A to Z and Hey Mickey, which is up on my my streaming platforms. And my I have three Facebooks: Tony Basil, official Tony Basil, and the Lockers. I have an Instagram. I have a tweet. Um, I have that YouTube channel, which you can go, you can see everything we're talking about. What's the Instagram and YouTube again? So everyone can find it. I'll, I'll put it in the bio too, but. Please do that. The Instagram is at official Tony Basil. And the, I think the tweet is at Tony Basil, at Tony underscore Basil. And, um, the Facebooks are all over the place. Tony Basil, official Tony Basil, the lockers, uh, and Tony Basil's house. I think Tony Basil's house is is the most inspired. The because I do, I do do little videos. I've done a lot of little videos just for YouTube. Uh, something I did called I Am Don Campbell, which has so many incredible street dancers in it. And they are also Don Campbell is in it. Um, I, I've done a lot of... I did a little, cause I have every outfit I ever wore in the lockers and every outfit I ever wore in any, vi- every video. So I did a little wow. video on that. I, you know, I just, I just do those, do those kind of things. But then I got into the webinar last year and um, boy, that was a full-time job. I mean, we even did texts for it. <laughs> it was wow. like, wow. People don't realize how much work goes into it. No, no. I love that you're amazed, like you are thanking me for mentioning Mickey and Shopping A to Z. Like I would mention those any day of the week. Oh, I know what else. My t-shirts. If you go to- I see them my, behind you. My, my TonyBasil.net, you can see, you can go to TonyBasil.net, go to the merch, 
and click on merch and you're going to see styles from all the eras here. I'm see, you can see. I love it. Yeah. Stuff. The kicking stuff is, um, uh, from the locking time period. Uh, it's, you can see all that stuff. Go I to my, go to tonybasil.net and, and check out all the t-shirts. I of see. Every style in every color. I see ones I recognize. From my, my life. Yeah. And I have a couple more that, that, that one from the Fox Venice that's fabulous that we're going to do next year. You know, I had all these wonderful photographers that did some, 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 some great stuff. So we're just Eric Stephen Jacobs, who did the After Dark cover with, for me, who ended up doing the cover for the Young Americans, David Bowie album cover. He's letting yeah. me use the, um, the image. So oh, there's wow. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, I will share all of that with everyone. You need to keep in touch. You can text me even in the middle of the night. Okay. You are great. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. I, you know, you can tell I could just talk and talk and talk and talk. I love, I love, love. I keep saying I love as much as I love dancing and creating. I love talking about it. Well, listen, you can, this doesn't have to be the only time you're here. You can come back. We have repeat guests all the time. It's nice to connect with an with an audience like yours that maybe is just familiar with one of my lanes you know and it, it's just great well yeah because i even learned stuff about you in preparation for this that i didn't know and i was like, like oh what? wow what did you know i never really knew well i didn't know about your mother and father but i also didn't really know about the lockers honestly oh see isn't that interesting and some people some people know about the lockers and Mickey, but they don't know you choreographed Bette and Bowie. And yeah, yeah, you, people know a couple of yeah. lanes, not not all the lanes. I uh-huh. knew like Bette and Bowie and Tina and all the music. And the, I knew really almost everything, but I didn't know the lockers. I was like, wow. Uh, uh, well, how, how, uh, did you, you probably didn't see us on television. No. In the 70s. No. Yeah, yeah. So that's why, because we were big. I mean, if look, if we're open up for, for, for Sinatra at Carnegie Hall, we were big. Yeah. And we were on Saturday Night Live with the second show with Penny Marshall and um, with Penny Marshall and Rob White, right? Rob. So Penny and Rob were the hosts. Second, second Saturday Night Live, the lockers were on. But keep in touch for real. I'm not just saying that. You were a delight. All right. No, you're, you're on my list. You're Thank on you. My list. I had fun. You're in New York, right? Yeah, I'm in New York City if you're ever here. And I'm out in L.A. at times. Oh, like, okay. Well, then we have to get together. Okay, so the, so the, the next time we see each other, we'll have We'll meet time. up. Yeah. That'll sure. be fine. Yeah. I love you dearly. Thank all, thank your team for setting this up, for getting you on the Zoom, and for all the help and whoever else helped with this. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Keep in touch. I'll talk to you later. Okay, Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to yet another episode of Behind the Velvet Rope. Because without you listeners, I would just be a crazy person with voices in my head. And if you like what you hear, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe on Apple Podcasts under Behind the Velvet Rope. And when you're done subscribing, feel free to leave a five-star write-up review. Because the write-up reviews actually count. We read each and every one of them. We post the best ones. And the reviews really help our shows keep going. And we really appreciate everything you guys say, especially the positive ones. And if you want to find us online, 
We're at Behind Velvet Rope on Instagram. We are at David Yontef on Instagram. We're Behind The Velvet Rope on Apple Podcasts. Or head on over to Patreon, because you know what? There are just some things we can't talk about here. So for our bonus episodes, go to Patreon and type in Behind the Velvet Rope. And if you still aren't sick of me and you want more David, go to Cameo and book me on Cameo. And you can ask me anything there. I'll answer whatever you want. And I have a bargain basement price of $10. Thank you, guys. See you soon.